All right, we're recording, man. Yo, welcome to another podcast of the Hoff Bros. We got our boy David on the line. David is a, a close friend from, from high school, and he's someone who uh, invests in stocks, so we wanted to get him on to talk about stuff that's happening today and what he's looking at. So I'll, I'll let him introduce himself. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, my name is David Garcia. I'm from the Harbor area of California. I'm 26 years old, and I got into investing when I was 18 years old. Savage. So, yeah. This guy's yeah, got that decade. Four, dude, this guy's got four years on me. But no, this guy's got like six years on me, dude. My first investment wasn't until like 24. And yeah, I'm not yeah. going to count the Bitcoin investment when I was like 19 because I, I sold instantly as soon as it started plummeting because I didn't know shit. <laughs> Same here, man. I, I started with crypto and the volatility just scared the hell out of me, man. Dude, it was like my first yeah. like hundred dollars that I made for my first college job. And I was like, fuck it, dude, I'm, I'm doing it to Bitcoin. And I threw it in and it dropped to 50. I was like, I'd rather take the L on 50 bucks than like lose the whole hundred. And now I'm kicking myself for it. But, you know, you learn. Absolutely, Absolutely 100%. <laughs> Yo, so how'd you even get into investing at 18, bro? Like what, what resources did you have and, and, and what, what made you jump into that? So fortunately for me, uh, when I was 18, I joined the Marine Corps and they had opportunities uh, to speak with the financial advisors and every single class or every opportunity that I had, I jumped on it. Uh, reason being, I wanted to get out of work and I wanted an excuse to get out of work and I loved money and I wanted my money to work for me. Dude, that's tight, man. That's lit. Did a lot of people in um, the service take advantage of that? Or like, you see a lot of guys pass up on it? Surprisingly, a lot of people passed up on it, which was a little shocking to me. But, you know, the less people in the class, it was more resources for me. <laughs> yeah. So was that like a lecture or was that like sort of self-paced or... It was. It started off with the lecture, and then it was kind of self-paced. Uh, it, it was pretty, just pretty much just all motivational. After that, I looked into crypto, and I got spooked out because of the volatility. And then I downloaded uh, TD Ameritrade app, Scott Trade, E Trade, nice. all of those, all those brokers. So nice. Okay. Is that something like you would recommend to like people that just like just starting out? Like I know you do your stories on your IG, um, dude. Which I that's exactly what like put you on my radar was. Dude, yeah, let me start off with that. I like watched one of your stories and I was just like hyped because I'm like barely starting out like in investing and all of that. So it was like the right time. And um, I know you throw like a lot, you spit a lot of like wisdom for people who are just starting out and like don't know which way to start or just sort of feel stuck. Um, is that something you'd like say look into like when starting out? Definitely. Uh, so I currently trade on Robinhood and that's the only platform that I am trading on. And the videos that I do post, I'm trying to encourage as many people as I can to to get into the stock market because it has provided me with opportunities that, you know, I, I couldn't even have dreamed of. Um, and a lot of people, uh, I know starting off, I was scared. I was nervous. I didn't have anybody to guide me through it. And I let the volatility uh, get the best of me and my emotions, my mental game was not there. And over time, after 
you know, being having skin in the game and seeing how the market is, works and is ran, it, it kind of gave me confidence. I built up my confidence over the years off with helping my sister out. And I went from my sister to my girlfriend, and then I got my uncle involved. And then after that, I just got the ball rolling. And fortunately, they, they're doing pretty good right now. Nice. And yeah, thank you. Dude, that's the thing, right? It's like, think about like how hard people work for their money, right? So you, you, you work all these days, you work multiple days a week, and you get that paycheck. And now that you have it, you're like, I'm not giving this shit to nobody, bro. So that, so it's, it's tough to overcome that and be like, look, you have to give some over here and you have to just trust the process. You know what I mean? People are so like, I've worked for this money. I'm not, I'm not letting it go. You know what I mean? And then the minute you start like putting your money elsewhere and you see it start to like drop or dip, that's when you have like heart attacks, bro. You're like, fuck this, you know, people are just like scared to do it because that's how I was at first. You know what I mean? Um, just not really know, not, not really knowing what's going to happen with this money. And especially like I, I grew up in a family where no one taught me how to invest money, bro. I don't know if anyone in my immediate family has any type of investments, you know what I mean? So learning all that on your own is, is definitely tough in the beginning, but if there's one thing to get out of this podcast, it's, you gotta be cool and you gotta trust the flow and and let that money go because it'll grow you know what i mean so that, that's my thoughts on that piece oh i totally agree with you on that yeah and and another thing was was as i was getting older i was thinking okay well where am i going to put my money obviously in a bank right what do banks have cds savings account money markets and these guys are making a killing and they're only paying they're only paying the person, the saver, only pennies on the dollar. They're not even giving them a percentage of their return. And that's what kind of got me into it. That, that kind of built up my confidence because it was like, okay, well, if I make a bad choice, then, you know, I, I could always, there's always room for another, another investment. You know, there's always that Bitcoin. There's always that company that, you know, is on trading low for this specific quarter and you know there's always an opportunity out there and i'd rather make that mistake rather than have you know somebody else uh take take up that opportunity and make money off of my money yeah you miss zero percent of the shots you don't take bro that's absolutely the, the that ties there yeah you the, saying, Daniel? no i was just gonna say um you mentioned like your girlfriend and you said your uncle, right? Investing. Yeah. Um, have you built like a community around investing? Have you met like other people and like sort of meshed ideas or looked into that? You know, uh, honestly, no, I, I haven't. Mm -hmm. And um, that's what was like my hardest thing was uh, I, I had nobody, man. I didn't even have friends that were even interested in it because like yeah. I said, a lot of people, uh, they come from a background where nobody invests in their family. And they're all spooked out and all they hear is about the Great Depression and all these market crashes and yeah. all these guys on TV talking about, you know, how great of investors are they are. But, you know, it never all they are is hype and they scared a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I definitely do agree with you on that. Like when I invest, I like sort of I mentioned I'm new to it. So disclaimer. Um 
that's always like my big thing. I'm like, yo, recessions, like ah, pandemic, I'm about to lose everything. Like I'm about to put $50 into this or $100 or whatever. And I'm about to come out with like negative return after negative return each day and then look and like equity is like a dollar or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude, um, I definitely think you're going to build that community though, especially with like your stories that you're posting now and like the close friends list, dude. Like I'm already going to like hit you up. Like we're doing this podcast, you know? So um, yeah, man, I definitely see a community like building around that. Cause like I said, I like your content on your stories. Yo, you, you have Thank discord. You. I do not know. Dude, dude, Discord, you could just literally make a group. And like Daniel said, you've been talking a lot about it. So you could easily make a group and say, like, this is Dave's community of like beginners or some shit, you know? And then just post stocks that you're watching, post like articles or whatever. And then people will see that. And like Daniel said, dude, you got a full blown community. So some, something, to, something to check out for sure. Oh, definitely. That'll be on my radar. I want to help as many people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. And and it's funny because Daniel is the one that told me about your stories. He's like, yo, you, you watch Dave's stories. I was like, bro, I don't even follow that phone on Instagram. I didn't even know he had one. Uh, so I followed you right away and I started checking him out and I was like, yo, this is lit. And so my question is, do people, because I hear you, I hear you say, I heard you say it a couple of times of like, yo, you're probably going to unfollow me for this shit or something for what I'm about to say. So do people ever like respond negatively to your stories? Like Dave, you know what the fuck you're talking about or something like that. Yeah. Yes, they do. Uh, and it's uh, sometimes uh, it's family members and I man. quite, I quite honestly, it, it's one year out the other because I know exactly who, who got me this far and it was none of those people that have those comments. So <laughs> Yeah. I've I've been through the grind and you know it it doesn't phase me at all. I got thick skin. That's good, bro. Cuz I was going to say that's that's the thing, right? It's like when you start posting your opinion about certain things, people, you know, sometimes out of spite or whatever will just try to bash on you for the stuff that you're talking about, but I feel like you're at this point now where you've been investing for multiple years that you clearly have a sense of at least like what you're doing and and what you're trying to accomplish. So yeah, that's good, man. But I was just thinking about, I was like, yeah, someone has to say some type of shit to him about that. <laughs> oh, I, Dude, I welcome thinking. that. I welcome that. When I do get negative comments, that means that I am, I am getting my point across. And sometimes, you know, I'm the type of person that if you have a kick me sign on your back, I'm going to tell you. And, you know, if you, if you have dirt on your shirt, I'm going to tell you, I don't like people. Um, I don't like to feed people bull crap. And, I wouldn't expect them to feed me bullcrap. If I was in the wrong, I'd, I'd expect somebody to correct me. And if I was in the right, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully people can learn from my mistakes or from my experiences. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask um, when it comes to like your, your, so you mentioned you trade a lot on Robinhood. I do too. Right. Uh, where, where do you like, where do you like read up on stocks and shit like that? So I, I do, I used to go with the Wall Street Journal. However, my student, uh, my student subscription just ended, so I don't get that discount. So I just go with Yahoo Finance. Uh, I Google a lot of the companies. If I'm really interested and I want a little more of that company, I go to the company website and I usually go to uh, the section where it says investors and they have something called a 10K report and it's yeah. an annual report 
that gets published and I'll just check out what their business is about, their previous uh, financial statements and how they're going to grow. And if, and if it attracts me, I throw my chips at it. Nice. That's good. What are some like key things you look for or like, or, or actually, what are, are there any like red flags for you personally? Like when you're going through that info, like let's say you like a company, they really like got you interested and then you like see something and like kind of turns you off and you're just like, ah. Uh. Usually the stuff that turns me off is the hype stocks. So mm-hmm. like something where it's like, you see YouTube videos and a guy's like whispering like, oh, this penny stock's going to blow up. I stay away from penny stocks. I stay away from stocks that are not proven. If yeah. I don't personally use them or they don't, uh, they're not like a, in the big industry, I stay away from them uh, because a lot of those companies, they carry a lot of debt. And if I do see negative earnings reports constantly uh, for about over a year or so, uh, it kind of makes me a little worried and I, I try to stay away from them. However, uh, I do have a strategy every single morning. I Google uh, biggest winners and biggest losers on the stock market, and I see which ones are getting crushed. And I put them on my watch list. I watch them, and I do a little reading as to why they're getting crushed. And if I feel that in a year or in six months they're going to bounce back, then I'll throw my chips at them, and I just wait. Yeah. And so – that that initial investment that you're just talking about right there, like I'm gonna throw my chips at it. What does that look like? I'm sure it's probably situational. Every every company's different, but let's say like on average, are we talking like five, ten racks for like smaller? Or what? That's super personal, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's oh, is it? Oh, my bad. That, that's hella personal. personal. Yo, yeah, Rob, how, how much do you make before taxes? <laughs> no, dude, that's different. D- Dave literally said on his story the other day. Yo, I'm 15k down on one of these stocks. If, if he's saying that publicly, why can't I ask how much he throws at a company? I think that's fine. Okay, I think it's a good. Well, no, I, I welcome that question. Um, and I know I, a lot me of feel bad. Viewers, I, I know a lot of viewers are uh, new to investing, so uh, I will throw this out there. I did start off with two hundred and fifty dollars uh, with my with my first. Um, that's how much I put in the in the market, and now um, now it's a whole different. Uh, when I see a position that I really like, I'll, I'll throw around 10k uh, starting off, and Big and if ball. I really like it, uh, if I really like it, it'll probably be 25, 25 to 30. <laughs> <laughs> right, my, my biggest uh, in the 15k that I was talking about that that I'm currently down, um, I threw 75 at it initially damn dude that's that's yeah. little shit bro My yeah boy. but like i said uh it didn't come overnight i started off with 250 dollars and uh, and a dream you know and just over the years uh compound interest you just start building it and that's why i'm preaching because i've gotten crushed so many days and i've seen so many losses but you know the key is you, you got to keep at it and you honestly you don't uh, you don't lose until you cash out or close your position. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and one thing you said too is like, even if it starts to dip, you'll buy some more right there too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If if I'm fascinated and I was willing enough to buy it at a certain price and it dips even more, my mentality is like, oh, this shit's on sale. 
This shit's on sale. <laughs> you know? That's what's up, dude. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah, that's cool, man. So it definitely sounds like, and that's the point of the question too, right? It's like, I know you started off probably super small at one point, mm-hmm. but over time you start to build your reps, to build your fucking account, all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. now, now we see the possibility of investing. That, that's what I was trying to get at. I want to show that, like, yeah. look, you start off, everybody starts off somewhere, right? It's the mm-hmm. first step of the thousand step journey. So just get started, you know, do the crawl, walk, run approach. Pretty soon you'll be running, but you, but you got to crawl first, right? So absolutely, man. And yeah, I totally agree with you guys. Dude, um, like you mentioned crypto earlier. Mm-hmm. and so do you like stay away from it now or do you like are you tempted by any of it especially with like i know you said hype kind of turns you mm-hmm. off and bitcoin is like it's all anybody talks about dude so like what are your thoughts on all of that my thoughts on it is it's better than a savings account honestly you're gonna i i stay away from it i stay away from it just because it scares the hell out of me as far as the volatility i like putting my money into a company that I know is it's going to be there and it's going to be steady. I like more steady and safe investments. All my shit is long-term. I don't do options trading. I don't do a day trading. I don't do any of that. I stick with, if I buy a stock, I'm keeping it for at least 365 days. Nice, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I saw that on your story and um, yeah, it's definitely a long game for you. Absolutely. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be. And, you know, I hope a lot of people uh, take that advice and the people that have, they, they are netting the returns. So. Yeah. Yo, and then what about like S&P 500? Because I know that that's like a safe bet, right? It's like a ticker that you invest in and it's basically like a culmination of like all the companies, the, the Fortune 500s out there. Do, do you do anything like that or just individual stocks? Uh, I I um I check to see what companies are trading on the S&P 500 and I narrow it down because like you said it's 500 companies at the top uh trading companies on, in America and I just pick out which companies catch my eye and I'll invest into them. I currently have about maybe uh eight eight uh current positions that are trading on the S&P 500 and I love all of them. So yeah, uh, I look at the S and P five hundred, the Dow Jones, and the Nasdaq. Nice. So those are some. And Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire Hathaway owns a portfolio, and they they have really good companies in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, and then what about like when it comes to stocks that are upcoming IPOs? Do you buy like as soon as they IPO, or do you wait for like the dip? You wait for the hype to die down a little bit. What, what, what do you do there? Uh, for those, I I like to wait on their first quarter earnings. Mm. And I like to see that because if they post a loss, which a lot of them do because they're upcoming, they are a lot of debt. And if it's better than expected, maybe I'll throw a couple of chips because upcoming IPOs, like you said, they do have a lot of hype and the prices do get ran up. And, um, you know, the higher they go, the higher the higher that they could fall, you know. And I yeah. always like to keep, like to see how high they reach, and then if they fall down at an attractive percentage, I'll definitely uh, put them on my radar. Um, another question I had for you that was like random is um, so like, do you look into like, is there any like industries that you're looking into like EV um or like 
tech or anything that sort of you always tend to lean towards investing because that like relates to you or do you have a preference? Um, yes. Uh, currently, right now, I have two industries that I caught my eye. It's actually the uh, like e-commerce, um, Alibaba to be exact. And uh, the second industry is natural gas uh, because natural gas is um, a natural gas. Uh, they actually power, uh, they, they use natural gas power plants and they provide electricity that goes into charging stations. And that's what kind of powers the electrical vehicles. So I kind of think outside the box on that. And I threw a lot of chips into natural gas last year. And now I'm now I'm seeing the benefits of it because it, it definitely bounced back. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And then what? Okay, good. Now I was just gonna say, especially with this 2030 deadline, I, I think that's a year where like California is only selling electric vehicles. Is it 2030 or something like that? Yeah, 2030. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. So I threw a lot of chips at a, a couple different EV companies as well because. With Biden coming in, dude, and, and him talking about, like like Dan just said, 2030 is going to be all EV. So those stocks have been popping off, dude. And then um, the airline industry is back up and running. It's positive for the first time since, like, COVID. So I wish I would have bought at the dip, to be honest. As soon as, like, COVID hit, you buy them because they're so cheap. But, yeah, I've already invested in a couple of those, and it's already starting to be green, dude. So, yeah, man good stuff all around yo i know we have like five minutes left or maybe even less now so maybe we'll just wrap it up and then we'll have you on again of course man if you're down because i didn't even get i didn't even get to talk to you about renting versus owning clearly from the amount you're throwing into the stock market you could easily bought a home by now but you chose not to so we definitely want to pick your brain on that one on the next on the next one does that sound cool oh man that sounds awesome i got one last question to ask this guy what's that man um, I see you're a beer guy. I see, I see you kicking I have the it. Same question, dude. Okay, you go, Rob. You ask it. Cause I, well, like, I want to see was, if it's the same one. Good. I was just gonna say, dude. Like, what what's like your go to booze right now? And then when you're looking at the stock market, are you boozing at the same time, making it like an enjoyable <laughs> fucking experience? Uh, I usually don't like to drink in the mornings. Church uh, and state. Stock market is open. <laughs> Church and state, I, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I have that. I have that uh, discipline. Uh, but my go-to is uh, Modelo. I like throwing back some tall cans. Uh, I, I'm not a huge beer guy, surprisingly, but I'll drink beer. Uh, my my poison is Jim Beam and Coke. Nice. If you guys had that, I could sip on that all day or. Nice. pound it whatever the case may be <laughs> I, I love jim beam and uh yeah that's good shit man well we'll send you a bottle for for getting on this podcast with us so thanks again dude uh, i appreciate it man anytime it's a pleasure cool. all right man we'll have to catch up soon i'll be replying to your stories that's for sure oh uh, <laughs> definitely yeah and would, like i said if you guys ever ever in the san pedro area let me know. I have a house. I have a pull-out uh, mattress or pull-out couch, and we could, we could go bar hopping. Let's do, nice. it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, bro. All right, man. Real. We'll keep in touch. Right. Thanks for joining. Yeah, All thanks right, again, brother. man. Thank you. Take Thanks it easy. for the opportunity. Take it easy. All right, have a good one.